tell me what what are the other three scenes? Yeah. A man Brother. married to queens by Jesus. Say it again. A man largely cleans by Jesus. Okay. And people who rejected Jesus. Okay. There's and one more. Commis- commissioned by Jesus. All right. All right. A man commissioned by Jesus. All right. Okay. Now, in dealing with the first scene, and of course, we took a lot of time to deal with the man. I gave you all six characteristics of this man. Who knows all six of them? <laughs> Brother Chris. <laughs> mm, praise the Lord. The first one is the man had an unclean spirit. All right. The man lived among tombs. All right. The man was cut off by society. Okay. The man was uncontrolled. All right. The man was naked. All right. And the last one was a man was a threat to himself and others. All right. All right. Thank God. You all you all took some pretty good notes <laughs> uh, uh, last week. That's great. That's great. That means my uh, typing is not in vain. What I'm what I'm showing you on the screen is not in vain. And so according to last week, of course, we know this man, he was in terrible condition. He had a demonic spirit, but thanks be to God. Oh, I have another question. I have another question for you. Uh Uh-oh, I have another question. Um, I talked about four facts uh, about the devil and his angels. Four facts about the devil and his angels. Four facts about the devil and his angels. Did you all get that? Uh, hold on, Brother Chris. Hold on, Dr. Lewis. <laughs> I got it. You got it? All right. I knew somebody else was going to unmute. Uh, All right, let's hear it. Number one, they believe they believe there's a God. Uh, that was James 2 and 19. Number two, they have nothing to do with Jesus. Number three, the Son of God has uh, came to destroy the works of the devil. And number four, they are doomed to uh, everlasting torment. And you gave us scriptures, Matthew 20, 28, Mark 2, 17, and Luke 19 and 10. All right. Come on here, Sister Margie. Yeah, I'm going to let you sing a solo after that. Come on here. All right. God bless you. Y'all don't pay me no attention. I literally just got in from work of viewing. <laughs> literally just sat down about, what, 10, 15 minutes ago. But I'm excited to be here, amen, tonight and to be able to continue uh, this lesson because what we need to understand with everything that we're going through. And have you all noticed that people are acting really different nowadays. People are acting really different nowadays. And I oftentimes, I oftentimes say that we have to remember that uh, it's not always, well, let me say the majority of the time, it's not necessarily that person. Um, but now we don't too much know beside what we read about this man, you know, living in the cemetery, being naked, being uh, possessed by the devil. We don't The Bible don't tell us too much 
uh, more in regards to this man. But if I could use my imagination, I can imagine he was a pretty good man at one time. Probably was a family man. Probably was a hard worker. Okay, it just so happened uh, he got possessed with with a, with a demon. And so our third scene, our third scene, our third scene is that. Um, is that of a man miraculously cleansed, a man that was miraculously cleansed. Okay. Now I want to deal with this tonight. And that's in verses, that's in verses eight through 13, verses eight through 13 of the man that was miraculously cleansed. And what we're going to discover in that tonight is we're going to discover, hold on, let me clear my screen so you all can see it real nice and clear. There you go. Uh, we're going to discover, uh, number one, that Jesus spoke the word of power. He spoke the word of power. Number two, Jesus revealed the man's great need. And number three, Jesus revealed the nature of evil spirits. He spoke the word of power. He revealed the man's great need. And then he revealed the nature of the evil spirit. Let's 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 deal with these quickly tonight. Let's deal with these quickly tonight that Jesus, he spoke the word of power. Somebody uh, tell me what word did he speak? What word did he speak? What word did he speak when he spoke the word of power? What word did Jesus speak? Anybody? Come out of the man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it, it's that simple. It's right there in the text. All he said was, come out of the man. He didn't speak in tongues. He didn't rub no oil all over him. He didn't tell him to turn around three times. He didn't tell him to do a cartwheel. He didn't prophesy to him. He spoke a word of power and he just simply said, come out of the man. Okay. now, 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 now he commanded the evil spirit to come out of the man. Now, how many of you all know that uh, he's given us power? To command things. Now, watch this. I'm not talking about I'm commanding a new house. I'm commanding a new car. That's not what I'm referring to. But when the enemy is is, is attacking you, <clears throat> when it seems like he's trying to confuse your mind and get all in your spirit, he's given us power to command the spirit. I mean, I know that 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 we can't play two square with the devil. We can't play uh, hopscotch. Anybody remember hopscotch? You can't play tetherball with the devil. 
Okay, and then expect the devil to respond to the command. He commanded for that spirit to come out. And so the command shows the power, watch this, the power of the divine word of God. How many of y'all know there's still power in the word of God? I tell people all the time, I tell people all the time, I don't argue with nobody. I put the scripture on it. And if you want to argue with the scripture, that's between you and God. This word is just as alive today as it was when it was first written. And the commands, every situation that we face, there's a command for it. In the Bible, now it might not just spell it, just, you know, spell it out, just, you know, word for word, but there's a command. He's given us power to command. Can I tell you all a secret? Satan cannot resist the word of God. Uh Uh-oh, he can't resist it. How many of y'all know he knows the word? I'd venture out to say the devil knows the word better than some of us know the word. You guys oftentimes, you oftentimes hear me say that when Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, and when the, out of the three temptations, all three of them, the devil tried to quote scripture. He quoted the word. Now, it didn't make no sense because he was quoting the word to the word. <laughs> okay. But, but, but then Jesus had to let him know man don't live by bread alone. All right. But every word that proceeded out of the mouth, out of the mouth of God. And so and so the devil knows the word. So that just simply means when you command, there has to be some power behind your command. Yeah, there has to be some power behind your command. <clears throat> and what power am I referring to? I'm referring to the Holy Ghost power. <laughs> That's why scripture says be filled with the spirit. In other words, Be filled with the Holy Ghost so that when you command the enemy, command that spirit that's acting up in in, in somebody, you command it. Uh -uh, I'm not going to tolerate this. And so Jesus spoke the word with power. We have to speak God's word with power. In order to speak his word with power, we have to believe his word. Come on, you can't, you, you can't, uh, uh, ah, ah, when it comes to the word of God. You have to believe the word of God. You have to know what you're speaking and you speak it with power. Not your power, but the power of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus spoke <clears throat> the word with power. Not only that, but watch this. Jesus revealed the man's great need. He revealed what the need was, okay? How utterly possessed by evil he was. Watch this. Jesus, when you read this text, he led the evil spirit to identify himself, (laughs) okay? He identified himself. Somebody unmute and tell me what was his name? Legion. There you go. Are y'all having trouble finding the mute button? button? Legion. (laughs) All right. His name was Legion. 
He said, what is thy name? My name is Legion. Now, I'm quite sure that wasn't the man's birth name. (laughs) Now, the Bible don't tell us what the man's birth name was. But just like last week, we talked about how the man ran to Jesus and fell down and worshiped him. That wasn't the man worshiping him. That was them demons. Because remember, we discovered that the demons fear and they tremble. And so Jesus asked the man, what's your name? He said, my name is Legion. Okay. Now, now he didn't say, watch this. He didn't say, I'm the devil. Uh-oh. I need y'all to understand this. He didn't say, my name is devil. He didn't say, my name is Mr. Satan. Because what y'all need to understand is, the devil can only be in one place at a time. The devil can only be at one place at a time. Okay? So the only way that the devil can accomplish his work He has to do it through somebody. He uses human beings. He looks for a clean temple to dwell in. Once he enters into that clean temple, now that temple is no longer clean, but the temple is now defiled. So therefore he uses individuals to accomplish what he's trying to accomplish. So when he asked him, what is the name? He said, my name is Legion. Now, I need you to know when you look at that word Legion, it's referring to the Roman military legion that included over 6,000 men. That's a military, Roman military legion, 6,000 men. So that means that that one man had up to 6,000 demons in him. So we can't even deal with one demon. (laughs) 6,000 demons. All right. And so the point is, the man was as desperate as a man could be. I mean, the man was desperate. But guess what? Jesus's power was more sufficient than the demons that was inside of that man. (laughs) They were more powerful. Okay, so he's definitely the son of God. He could cast a a legion of evil spirits out of a man, almost 6,000 demons. He just say, he just say, come out. No arguing, no discussing, just come out. Okay. Third of all, look what he does. He 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 revealed the nature of the evil spirits. The nature of the evil spirits. Okay. And I told you all last week, I don't want to make you nervous or scared because we're dealing with evil spirits. What we have to come to the realization is they do exist. Okay? They do exist. And once we watch this, once we are aware of the fact that they do exist. And then once we're able to identify them, you have to be able to identify them. Okay. And so what Jesus does is he, he, he gives us, he reveals the nature of evil spirits. He used this occasion to teach and to warn all of us of evil spirits because 
as I said, I think last week, there are degrees of control by Satan. Just like there are degrees of control by God. Okay? So there are certain certain degrees. And so, and so what he does is he reveals to us the nature. So in this revelation, you will see that the evil spirit was subject to Jesus. Now that's good news. It's good news to know that an evil spirit is subject to Jesus. Not only that, but the evil spirit desired a body to indwell and influence. And then, and then the third thing is the evil spirit was malicious and violent. He was subject to Jesus. They looked for bodies to dwell in. And they're malicious and violent. Now, let me say this. You don't want. (laughs) And I got Bible to back it up. You do not want to be commanding those spirits to come out. If you ain't prayed up (laughs) and full of the Holy Ghost. Because what those spirits would do, uh, come on, do do, do anybody know what direction I'm getting ready to go in when when I talk about the Bible? Anybody know? Unmute and help me. Say it again. They're going to attach themselves to you, Pastor. Okay, they're going to attach themselves to you, but if if you call them out, in the name of Jesus, come out right now. All right. And you're not prayed up. And 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 you're not full with the spirit. Come on, give me another answer. That's a good answer, Sister McKnight. But somebody else, y'all help me teach. I'm a little tired tonight. Come they on. Will, they will attack. attack. They will attack. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? There you go. You remember them fellas? See, I think once we've been in the church for a long time, what happens is we learn the formula. We learn what to say. We learn how to say it. Let me give a word of warning tonight. You you need more than just knowing how to say it. Them fellas, they, they hung around Jesus. So they knew the formula. They knew what Jesus would say. And when he said it, certain things happened. So they, another pastor scripture, they run across this fella that had a demon in him. Now watch this. He, his name wasn't even Legion. <laughs> this man just had a demon in him. And, and the Bible said they looked at him and they said, in the name of Jesus, come out. They had the right words. And guess what happened? The devil came out. And when the devil came out, y'all, this is a true story. It's in the Bible. <laughs> and when the devil came out based on their command, because watch this. Evil spirits are subject to Jesus. And so based upon their command, that devil came out of that man, but the devil came out fighting. The devil whooped him, beat him up. What else did he do? Come on, y'all know that scripture. What else did he do? Come on, you guys. What else did he do? Nobody knows. He stripped them naked. There you go, Sister Pat. 
took their clothes from them. <laughs> and guess where he sent them? Back to Jesus. But as Sister Teresa said, he started talking to him, said, Paul, I know. Who else did he know, Sister Teresa? Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. I know. But who are you? But who? I don't know you. You're no threat to me. And all because you come with the right wording, that didn't mean nothing to me. And they went back to Jesus naked and they told Jesus, well, Jesus, we try to cast the devil uh, uh, out of this man. We try to cast the devil out of him. And Jesus had them know, well, you know, you try to cast the devil out of him, but it's more than just a saying. You have to have the power to back up. Okay. When you use his name, you have to have the power for the results of using his name. And so the evil spirits, we said, the evil spirit, it was subject to Jesus. And, and I got good news. No evil, no evil at all. No evil can stand up to Jesus. Put Jesus on it. How many of y'all know we don't argued enough? We have debated enough. We've explained ourselves enough. Put Jesus on it. Huh? The evil spirit acts. Now watch this. Now the evil spirit is, is, is he's becoming nice. How I mean, you know the devil know how to be nice? And so he asked Jesus to remain in his present country. He didn't want, he didn't want Jesus to cast him out and send him somewhere else. He wanted to remain in his present company, country. Somebody tell me why you think he wanted to stay there. Why do you think he wanted to stay in his country? Anybody have any idea? Pastor, this is Dr. Lewis. Possibly to continue learning of, of Jesus's ways and and because evil spirit is, is cunning and uh, you know, wants to steal and kill and destroy. So let me just continue hanging around Jesus so that I can know more about him. Okay. Anybody else? Familiarity. He was familiar with that area. Okay. He was familiar. He was familiar with the area. Okay. He wanted to stay there. And, and probably the, the, now, Dr. Lewis, I, 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 I wish he had had an opportunity to stay with, uh, stay with Jesus. I wish the spirit had had an opportunity, the evil spirit had an opportunity to stay with him, but he didn't quite stay with him. He wanted to remain in his familiar, what he was familiar with. The country, and, and I venture off to say its lifestyle, it was more evil and, and more subject to evil than other countries. Where he was, uh, they were more subject to evil than other countries were. Evil spirits like to be around, come on, evil spirits. <laughs> the, uh, you know, you, 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 uh, like kindness. Okay, they didn't want to go. They didn't want to go be around sweet people, honest people. <laughs> the evil spirits want to hang around folk that steal, cuss, and lie. That, that's what. Why? Because they feel comfortable. They don't feel evil spirits. Don't feel comfortable. And you singing a hymn. 
the evil spirit, you 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 singing, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I can guarantee you, an evil spirit ain't gonna join in and sing that song with you. They're not gonna do it. Evil spirits like things that are that are evil, but they had to become subject to Jesus. And so they asked, Well, if you're gonna cast me out, can I at least stay in the country? <laughs> Okay, I'll come out of this man. Watch this. I'll come out of the man. But please don't send me out of the country. It was just like when the Israel was in bondage under the hand of Pharaoh. You remember? Moses went down and told Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. Then Pharaoh started compromising. Huh? Okay, one of the compromise was, okay, all you men go. But leave your wives and children here. Why do you think he made that suggestion? He made that suggestion because if the men had gone, he knew their heart would be back in Egypt because that's where they left their wives and children. When that didn't work, leave your cattle and your... No, because if I leave and I leave my cattle, that's my livelihood. How How am I going to survive? So this ain't nothing new. It was back in Pharaoh's day. So this man said, no, I don't want to leave. Can, can we at least stay in the, in the country? All right. And then, then let's talk about that. The evil spirit, what Sister Midnight said, desire the body to indwell and to, and to influence. He asked, what's this? He asked to enter the bodies of the herd of swine. Okay. Now, you need to understand there was about 2,000 swine, swines of pigs, 2,000 pigs. So so this, again, stresses the uh, uh, enormous evil within the man, his desperate, hopeless plight. Don't send me out of the country. Just let my spirit go into the pigs. Think about it. That goes to show you how messed up the devil is. He'll go from a human being to animals. Uh Uh-oh. Y'all, there's some stuff in this lesson tonight. He'll go from human beings to animals. Just just let me stay. If I can't stay in a human being, I'll stay in an animal. Okay? But as we keep reading the text, we get to the next point. The evil spirit was malicious and it was violent. I keep trying to tell you it was violent. He was a destroyer. He he destroyed the herd of swine. Well, I could imagine if it was 6,000 evil spirits and only approximately, let's say two, 3,000 pigs. Two, 3,000 pigs ain't no match for 6,000 spirits. Could you just kind of visualize once though that, that that spirit got into them pig, what them pigs did? <laughs> they got the I don't know what kind of noise a pig make. Um all right, so I can't make it. But could you imagine hearing that all that noise and all that commotion? Okay, but they had to be subject to Jesus. So Jesus Christ, he has and had the authority. 
to cleanse that man, no matter how mean that man was, no matter how evil he was. Now notice something. Once the evil spirit came out of that man, that was he was a changed man. He was a changed man. If any man even be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are what? Passed away. And behold, all things become as new. And so I, I, I want to encourage us tonight. Look what Matthew 19 and 26 says. It says, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, here's the part I want you to see, all things are possible. Somebody, you need to hear that tonight. With God, all things are possible. What seems to be impossible, and you know what? Probably, if we just deal with ourselves, it is impossible. But greater is he that is in me than he that's within the world. All things become possible. Stop saying what you can't do if you know Jesus. I can't do it. No, you can't. Jesus can. All things become possible. And when he says all things, he means all things. Some of y'all are scared to attempt to do certain things. Oh, that's just impossible. No, trust God. Believe God. Wait on God. Don't go in your own strength. Because if you go in your own strength, then guess what? It does become impossible. And then Ephesians 3 and 20, now unto him, huh, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that. Did y'all hear what I just said? Above all that. We ask or think. In other words, Paul is saying the things we even ask God for, yes, they're important to us, but he's able to do far above what you're asking him to do. That's in the natural and the spiritual. I think I need to let somebody know. All right. But now wait, I see something in there. I see something. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we asked or think. Uh, there's another section in there. Somebody help me make sure I'm reading it right. What, what did it say? What did it say? What did it say? What did it say? According, according to the to power. The, sorry. Oh, go ahead, Sister McKnight. Is it according to the power that worketh in us? Ah, there it is, you guys. There go the secret. There's the secret. See, we like to dance on the part about he's able. He's able. You know, I don't remember the words to all that song, but you know, that was an old song. He's able. And we get happy. Woo, God is able. And then, then don't add, he'll do exceedingly. So God, watch this. If I only need a thousand dollars, God's able to give me 10,000. Woo, that'll make you speak in tongues. I can only afford a, a two bedroom, but God can give me a, a five bedroom. Woo, I'm ready to shout. But wait a minute. Something got to work inside of me. Something has to work in me in order for this to come to pass. I don't want y'all to miss this. It's according to the power. Now, let me help you. Let me help you. 
It's not money power. It's not black power. <laughs> okay? But it's according to the power. Now watch this. The power of God. The power of the Holy Ghost that works inside of me. Both natural, both spiritual. Let me put some scripture on it. May you prosper even as your soul does prosper. Okay? So as my soul prosper, and that's why scripture says, y'all, I love the word of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these what? Things. I keep telling you guys, there's nothing spiritual about things. And all these things shall be added. Anything that's added to you, you ought to work for it. You ain't got to hide it. You ain't got to lie to get it. God's going to add it to you. I mean, I, I, I just don't know. I'm almost like Mother Harold used to say when she wanted her son to be saved so bad. Every time, every time she testified, she said, if I could just cut him open and pour Jesus in him and sew him back up, I would. I feel that way tonight. If I could just cut all y'all open and pour it in you, pour it in you. That if we seek God, he'll give us the desires of our heart. It's not he don't want us to prosper, but then when you go back to the book of Daniel, Daniel says, you don't want to be weighed in the balance and found wanting. In other words, you, you got to know what a scale look like. So on the left side of the scale is all your material stuff and it's all the way down. The right side is up. That means that the scale is unbalanced. Okay? That means you need to put some spiritual life in there, some prayer in there, some fasting in there, some studying in there, see, so that when you weigh, when, when it balances out, okay, then you're blessed, that's how, that's what it means when you're blessed in the city, you're blessed in the field, you're blessed when you go out, you're blessed when you come back in, not just only blessings of material things, but you're blessed with spiritual things, you're blessed emotionally, you're blessed physically, you're blessed materially, you're just, somebody ought to just holler, bless, just, just, uh, I know, you know, people get happy, every time I turn around, he keep on blessing me, I understand all that, but I'm talking about real blessings, I'm talking about blessings you ain't got to turn around for, <laughs> I'm talking about blessings that you're just obedient, your obedience will bring these kind of blessings, Amen. Somebody just say teach, Pastor. I see your lips moving. They say teach, Pastor. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. So I can talk so, 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 so that I can get through with this. Let's go ahead and move on. So then our that takes us to the fourth scene <clears throat> is that of a people who care, who, who, who callously rejected God by begging Jesus to leave them. Now let, 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 let me let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Who in their right mind, after seeing Jesus do what he just did, would reject him? Would ask him to leave? <laughs> who in their right mind? Okay. Who, who, who in their right mind? Well, I tell you, these 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 these, these people wasn't in their right mind because we're going to see Jesus is messing with their livelihood. 
<laughs> Everybody want Jesus until he start messing with their with their livelihood. All right. Now I'm gonna put something on the screen. You guys don't try to write all this. Don't 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 try to write it all. <clears throat> but some people, some 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 people learn better, you know, when when they when when they can see it. And so I want I want y'all to I want y'all to get it. I want y'all to get it. I want y'all to get it. I want y'all to get it tonight. Look at number one. There was a logical action. Okay. The swine keepers ran into the city to the owners of the swine to relate what had happened. Right? The swine owners, they're they, they, they going to run over there and tell them. The whole herd had been destroyed. It was a huge and devastating loss financially. Uh-oh. Can you see what they was concerned about? Forget that a man has just been delivered. Forget that a man has just been set free. Forget that a man can go home and be normal with his family, cook some catfish and make some collard greens with some candy yams and sit in a sock to me cake. And, and, and oh, I made myself hungry. Lord have mercy. Listen, forget all of that. The only thing that they could focus on was to go run and tell the pig owners all your money's gone down the drain. All right. They had they had to make sure. Watch this. The fault was not laid at their feet. <laughs> hey, we didn't have nothing to do with this. We didn't have nothing to do with this one. OK, so so that was the logical action. Instead of rejoicing, instead of praising the Lord, they're worrying about their money, worried about money. Can I tell you all something? The love of money is the root of all evil. Now, I like money. I don't love it. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I don't love it. Don't love your money. Because you guys hear me say all the time, money can buy a bed, but how many of y'all know money can't buy no sleep? Y'all done, some of y'all done bought beds and, and it ain't made your sleep no more, no, no better. Money can buy medicine, but it cannot buy healing. It just can't do it. Money, hey, how many of y'all know, money can buy friends. Don't you notice when you have money, you have, you know, people want to be around you. You know, people don't like being around broke people. People like to be around people that have money because they think that they're going to spend their money on them. Okay. No. The love of money is the root of all evil. evil. Then look at number two. Look at number two. Look at number two. There was a logical investigation by the owners and the city folk. They came to Jesus to, to, to investigate the loss. Now notice something. They saw the man sitting before Jesus clothed and in his right mind. Now remember before he was naked. <laughs> he was out of his mind. Jesus done cast the devil out and cleansed him. He's sitting there, okay, in his right mind. Now, 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 now I, need to, I, I need to add something here. Here's what I want to add. When Jesus cleanses a person, the person comes to his right mind. Come on, somebody. The person comes to their right mind, okay? Notice, they were stricken with fear of Jesus's power. For they had known the man and his hopeless condition. Now, look at what, what, what power this Jesus 
must have. They they became they became afraid, but not 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 need y'all to understand. So we're gonna see in a minute. It wasn't the fear of reverence. They didn't bow down before him and want to follow him. You would think they would have. Okay, but they didn't. Look at number three. There was a logical account by eyewitnesses. They shared with the owners and city folk. Note. They told the good news of what had happened to the man. Now they did tell the good news. But they also added what happened to the swine. (laughs) And can I help you? It wasn't that they felt sorry for the pigs. They saw all the money that was being lost. They could not get over, just couldn't get over the financial loss. So what a man is set free. Uh, the Bible said that, it, that, that they, Lord, I got to move on. They rejoice in the presence of the angel over one that come to Jesus Christ. That man was one. So forget we lost 2,000, 3,000 pigs. The man is set free. Forget we have to make some kind of investment, some kind of sacrifice. But if it means that a soul comes to Jesus Christ, the sacrifice is is, is not even a sacrifice. By the way, when that scripture says, they rejoice in the presence of the angel, I want to encourage us that they are the ones who have gone before us. That means my mother, my father. Okay, the the list can go on and on and on. All right, your relatives who have died in Jesus, they are the they that rejoice. Okay, and and so they told the good news. Okay, but they worried about financial loss. They thought more of the world and its money than of God meeting people's needs. And how many y'all know? Things still have not changed. Things still have not changed. And so because now Jesus comes along and he done killed all the livelihood and, you know, the money gone, there was the logical request. They asked Jesus to leave. Now, first of all, let, let, let me say this. If I just saw a man cast the devil out of out of a man and then the, the devil went into the swine and destroyed the swine. I, I'm not going to really say too much to that man. Let alone ask him to leave. The text says they were taken with great fear. They were gripped with fear. All right. Not a fear of reverence and humility, but a fear of dread and hatred that he had caused so much loss and that he might punish them. Okay, now they really concerned about themselves because, oh Lord, here he comes. If he did it to him, what is he going to do to me? Okay. Then, of course, Jesus being who he is, there was a tragic end. Jesus left. (laughs) He left. He did exactly what the people requested. How many of y'all know? How many of y'all know? 
you got to be careful what you ask God for. Be careful what you ask God for. Because you know what? God will fool around and give it to you. God has a um, submissive will. And when we speak of submissive will, we speak of we submit to his will. Okay. And then he have a permissive will. That means God will permit certain things. Remember the people wanted a king? Well, they wanted a king, they wanted a king. Oh my God, they just wanted a king. That wasn't that wasn't God's submissive will. <clears throat> that was God's permissive will. Okay. There's a difference. We want to make sure we live our lives in the perfect will of God. That God, if you don't want me to have it, I don't want it. Come on. That's what we need to get. That's what we need to get. If we're not there yet, that's what we need to get. God, if you don't, I know what I want. And that's our problem. Because we go after what we want only to discover we thought that's what we wanted. And it's not really what we wanted. Okay. No, the devils got just what they wanted. They had caused the people to reject Jesus, choosing the riches of the world rather than choosing him. That's why scripture warns us. It does. It warns us. And this is a very good warning. Right there in 1 John 2. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Because here's what he says. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, and he's telling us what's in the world, is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And he said, is not of the father, but it is of the world. It's of the world. We don't sing songs like we used to. You can have this whole world just give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Matthew 16, 26. Just write it down. That's just write the scripture down. For what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? I mean, what what what, what shall it profit? But here's an even more important part because there's a question. Or what what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You have to understand that. Watch this. This is a very deep question because it's not on the same level as Esau and Jacob <laughs> in regards to a birthright. We're dealing with somebody's soul. Birthright meant inheritance. It was an order. We're talking about a soul. What 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 would a person give in exchange for their soul? Then the Colossians 3 and 2. Set your affection on things above, not on things on, on the earth. Set your affections. Set your affections. Set your affections. You know, when you look at that word affection, that means your your fond fondness, your love. Okay, your liking, 
Set it, set it on things above and not on things of this world. Because you know what? You can't take it with you. And I'm going to keep on saying it. I never seen a U-Haul truck follow nobody to the cemetery. And they dump all your stuff in the hole with you. It just don't happen. Everything you work hard to get and, and take good care of and invest in, we're going to just leave it for somebody to fight over it. Even when you even when you designate where you want it to go, I've seen people fight wheels and stuff. No, she wanted me to have this. And you done forged this only and all that good stuff. It's not worth it. Okay. And so Jesus granted their request. He left them. I need y'all to know something. Jesus will grant our request to be left alone and he'll go his own way if that's what you want him to do. He ain't gonna force himself on nobody. If you don't want to be bothered with Jesus, you tell him, I don't want to be bothered with you. Guess what? He ain't going to be bothered. He's going to leave you right where you <laughs> right where you at. Amen. So I said, well, no, Pastor, he's too kind. He's too loving. He said, no, 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 wait. I do believe he's kind. I do believe that he's loving. But if you ask Jesus to leave, he's going to leave. He's not going to force himself on nobody. Yes, he'll still love you. Yes, he'll still love you. But 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 when you shove him to the closet and out of your life, you can't use we can't use Jesus like an electric blanket. Put him up in the summer and pull him out in the winter. Only talk to him, get close to him when we want something from him. Okay, we can't do that. All right, let's get to the last point. Let's get to the fifth scene, so we can wrap it up. The fifth scene is that of a man deliberately commissioned uh, by Jesus. That's exciting to me. You know why it's exciting to me? Because God can use whoever he want to use. <laughs> God can use whomever he, he desires to use. He commissioned him. The man was naturally thankful. He was, he was very appreciative. Really, the man was very appreciative. In fact, now, watch this. He immediately, the man immediately wanted to be a follower of Jesus. He wanted to be a follower of Jesus. But notice, Jesus saw something unique in the man. And that's what I love about Jesus. When can't nobody else see nothing unique about you? Jesus can. And can I tell you something? You don't have to be what people call you. <laughs> Stop getting all offended and all upset, and, and and because they call you that, you know, my mama used to call me nappy head girl. So I'm just a nappy head girl. So you 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 grow up, don't put nothing in your hair, no relaxer, don't just because I'm a nappy head. You ain't got to be a nappy head girl because that's what they call you. Come on, somebody. People tell me you ain't gonna be worth salt that's in bread. Now, you ain't got to just say, oh my goodness, no, I'm gonna be the bread. Turn that thing around. Come on up out of it. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody. Come up out of that. The devil is a liar. I command you to come out of that. Flip the script. Come on, somebody. So somebody told uh, me and Sister Teresa when we told them we was getting married, said our marriage wouldn't last 30 days. They said it. Yeah. Your marriage ain't going to last 30 days. It's been longer than that. 38 years. 
But had we counted on what that person has said, come on, you can't go by what people say. Jesus sees something in you. Be encouraged. He sees something in all of us. You know what? Even where we're at right now, and you may not be where you think you should be in him, but that don't change what he sees in you. He still sees it. You could be confused. You could be mixed up. You could be almost uh, ready to give up, but he still sees something in you. (laughs) He saw something unique in the man, something, watch this, that would make him a dynamic evangelist among his own people. Here's what I can't understand. I can't understand when God delivered folk from stuff and bring them out, bring them through, bring them over, and then flip them over. They want to go and and, 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 and go, go travel the world. No, here's a good example here. If you want to be a good evangelist, if you want to be a, a, a good spokesperson for God, do it right where you at. It's easy. Oh, y'all, come on here. It's easy for me to go preach to people that don't know me. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm being be transparent. It's easy to go preach when I go out of town. People who don't know me ain't never seen me before. It's easy to preach to those people. But sometimes it become a little quite harder when folk know where you're being, where you come from. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. Come on, stop looking at me like that. Come on, because you, 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 what time is it? Okay, I'm about to, you guys understand, people will never let you forget where you come from. People act like they ain't never had a pass. Oh, I remember when. And I'm quite sure this man, when he go to talk about Jesus, I'm quite sure they reminded him, now don't forget where you come from. You used to be the lunatic in the cemetery naked. Don't be, uh-uh. Don't be coming at me like that. <laughs> you you got to know how we do, people. When you read in the Bible about um, 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 Simon, when you read uh, that there's a scripture, and 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 and, and, and when, the, when you read it, it's, it, it says Simon the leopard. Well, well, it always, it always, it always frustrated me because when they wrote Simon the leper, Simon had already been healed of his leprosy. He had already been healed of his leprosy. But that's the only way that they can identify who he was. That's like that greater St. Luke church. Everybody said, you know, you know, you know, the old Israelite. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that if that's their landmark. Now, I did have a problem one time. We had a funeral there and this old lady walked up to me and said, ooh, this church Look just like when we was here. I said, oh, mama, now you better go get you some contact lenses or some glasses. Take them shades off. <laughs> you, you, I'm going to have to touch you again. You seeing me in these trees. They don't look the same way. But you got to know how we do. We always, you know, we don't call people by their name. We identify people. And sometimes people identify people based upon their past. You, you know who I'm talking about. You know, you know I'm talking about that sister used to be the go-go girl. You know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. You, 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 know, you know the guy who always used to come to church and smell like smoke. Then all of a sudden, you know who that person's talking about. People won't let people forget. Jesus saw something in him. Consequently, watch this. Somebody tell me, and I'm almost there, really. Give me about, give me about five more minutes. Somebody tell me, where did Jesus send him? 
Sent him home. Sent him home. <laughs> he sent him home. Jesus commissioned him. Watch this. To be a disciple at home. He didn't say go to the temple. I'll meet you there, son, and I'm going to ordain you. He said go home. I want you to be a disciple at home. Now, there are two things that I said about his witness. Here it is. He was faithful and he was successful. I believe, I don't know who taught a lesson in Bible discovery that whenever Jesus saved somebody, he kept on saying that his whole household was saved. <laughs> when he got saved and went home, the whole household got saved. The whole household believed. And you know what? I'm convinced. Here's the reason why. I'm convinced the reason why the whole household got saved was because they were able to see a change in that individual. Now, I know this ain't the same man coming home. He's been coming home fighting and cussing and swearing and everything else all these years. And here this man said, thank you. He said, you're welcome. <laughs> he offered to lend a helping hand. Something wrong with him. Oh, Jesus. Okay. He told this man to go home. Let me close with this. Let me close with this. And you know what? Let me tell you guys something. The day is going to come. The day is going to come. God's going to raise the men up. God's going to raise some men up. He's going to raise some men up. Don't lose hope. God's going to raise some men. God's going to raise some men up. You guys watch it. You guys just watch it. After a while, you, you guys ain't going to be able to say, well, it's all women in the church. You ain't going to be able to say that after a while. Because I just believe God's going to raise some men up. I just believe it. But men just need to know. They need to be taught. Okay? They have to sit, sit down long enough and hang around long enough. And they just have to be taught because here's some scripture. For, for, here's some scripture for the men. First Timothy three, four and five. Write it down. And it ain't just only for men, but a believer must be one that ruleth his own house. Okay. This is one of the qualifications for an elder. This is one of the qualifications for a bishop. Qualification for a deacon. That a believer, they call it a believer. He must be able to rule his own house. And watch this, having his children in subjection with all gravity. So not only does not only does he have to be uh, uh, able to rule his house, he, he, he has to be able to rule his children. And that means all gravity means all dignity. Dignity, seriousness, importance, significance. In other words, the kids got to be, his kids got to be significant to him. Important. Okay? Because look what he says. Now, you know, this is where I think we get messed up at. Now, I'm, I'm sorry, but I mean, either we believe, either we believe the Bible or we don't, because scripture says if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the house of the church of God? Somebody, somebody unmute real quick and explain that to me real quick. Maybe I want to make sure I have the right interpretation on that. Come on, hurry up. I think it means just what it says, Pastor, about rulership and headship and stewardship and leadership. If he can't rule his own house, which is probably the most difficult place to rule, how can he even take care of the church and learn his role as a leader and caretaker of a flock of people? There you go. I mean, and that's what it means. If a man can't rule his house, rule his children, he has no business trying to rule the house of God. 
Now, we don't always live by that rule, but it's in the Bible. Come on, you guys. <laughs> All right, then, then, then look with First Timothy 5 and 8. But if any provide, uh-oh, not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he have denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. He's worse than an infidel. Any man that won't provide for his house. All right. I just want us to think tonight. Brothers, God is holding us to the brothers now. God's holding us up to a higher standard. Come on here, somebody. We want to rule. We want to rule. We want to say, I'm the head of this house. I'm not going to pay the bills. I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other. That's not headship. I tell people all the time, headship is determined by your relationship with God. <laughs> really, you don't have no relationship with God. You don't have no headship. We're not the head only because we're males. All right, we're heads because we have a relationship with God. And thank God all the brothers I see on here, uh, that's on here, you rule your house, You, if you have kids, you love your kids, and you provide for your house. Thank God. Thank God. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. And 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 women, when you when you got a husband that provides for the house, praise God and keep and keep praying for him. Make sure you keep praying for him. Amen. So Jesus has power, Jesus has authority. Cast out devils. Uh, everybody don't want him. Everybody don't want him. Some folk want him to leave. Some folk want Jesus to just leave them alone. But guess what? I think we live it in a day in a society where the world is saying, leave us alone. And you see what's happening, don't you? Yeah. When they take Jesus out, things don't get better. Things always get worse. So take the Lord along with you everywhere you go. Because you're going to need him. You're going to need him everywhere you go. All right. Anybody have any questions? Anybody have any questions? Anybody have any questions? Demons are real. Spirits, evil spirits are real. They're constant. Everywhere you go, they exist. Everywhere you go, they exist. But here's the good news. They must obey the command of the Lord. It's not optional. All right. Now, you can't, you can't cuss nobody out and then command the spirit to come out. You can't do that. <laughs> because it didn't about I rebuke you. No, no. That don't it don't work like that. It don't work like that. Yeah. It don't work like that. All right. God bless y'all. May heaven shine on you. May God give you peace. Thank y'all so much for signing on and participating and being part of uh this lesson. Continue to study it. Study that whole chapter. Study that whole chapter. Jesus does some powerful things. I think after this man, he meets Jairus's, a man by the name of Jairus, healed his daughter. And on the way to heal his daughter, he meets that woman with the issue of blood. Then after the woman of issue of blood, Dr. Howell already talked about the damsel that he said, arise. He's still telling us today, arise, get up. <clears throat> stop, stop allowing the devil to keep you down. Okay, rejoice. Open the windows. Open up the curtains. Let some light in. Let light shine in. Because God got some great things in store 
for everybody that loves him. All right. God bless you. Now, God, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love, your kindness. Thank you for your tender mercy. Now, God, share with your people what you placed on my heart to share. You have declared that your word would not go forth void, but it would accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish. God, you know every need that's under the sound of my voice. Meet every need in the mighty name of Jesus. God, those that know sickness, I pray that you would continue to manifest yourself in a mighty way, oh God. Touch their bodies from the top of their heads down to the soles of their feet. Somebody stand in need, God, of a financial miracle. You are a way maker. You're a way maker. And the cattle on a thousand hills belong to you. Somebody have an unspoken request, an unspoken request. God, you already know what it is. Touch now in the name of Jesus. You handle the situation in the name of Jesus. We believe you can and we believe that you will. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. All right. God bless you all. May heaven shine.